Hey there. Before we start the final show of 2020, we just wanted to say thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for sticking with us through a head-spinning year. And we'll see you in January. Cheers, friends. Cheers. Previously on My Best Friend's Journal. <laughs> I'm moving to Australia. <laughs> moving to Palm Springs. We are staying in this Airbnb here in Des Moines. We'll be moving to a little town outside of Denver. Road trip planning. Where are we going, Mike? Uh, we're going to go across the country to Philadelphia. Why are we going there, Mike? Because I'm moving there. <laughs> It's from a gentleman named Charles, and he said, Started listening after the New York Times featured you. Great podcast. Okay, great's a strong word, but... <laughs> you know how you're just talking about my coffee and how it's going to make me poop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just gambled and lost mid-recording. <laughs> this is the happiest day of my life! <laughs> Chris is so spazzy. <laughs> Good thing he doesn't listen to this. I know, he is spazzy. He knows. He used to like... <laughs> God, he used to give me like a tick when I was little. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this name a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast Yes, and The world's greatest podcast Oprah's favorite podcast Hello, good morning, happy New Year's Eve Happy New Year's Eve to you too, my friend. How are you? I'm lovely. I'm feeling um, hopeful, inspired. And are you? No, no, no. I'm just trying oh, okay. to be bright for this episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, that's that's uh, very generous of you. Um, I'm Cam. That's Mike. And welcome to My Best Friend's Journal. Yes, welcome. And I should say, I'm not feeling unhopeful and uninspired. I'm just kind of like, it's another day, you know? Well, you've said many times before on this podcast that it's your favorite holiday. How does it feel this time around? Well, it's been my favorite because I, I always have low expectations uh, for the day and it always ends up being super fun. Um, I just read a New Yorker piece about why it's actually the worst holiday because of the opposite, that people you know have high expectations and then that yields bad results. Yeah, what a fucking fresh take that is. I feel like we hear that every single year. I know. I read it and I was like, fuck you all. But then also <laughs> I was like, yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> I'm just putting it on the back burner this year. Will you stay up till midnight? I haven't decided that yet. I probably because okay. I if I don't stay up till midnight, then it becomes a choice because I'm usually up at midnight anyway. So it would feel oh, like I okay. intentionally skipped it. And that feels a little bit Scrooge like. Yeah. Scrooge McDuck like. I might stay up. Maybe I'll journal. I like to journal. Anyway, will you stay uh, up till midnight? Good. Oh, I've got to catch up on my journal lest I start the new year behind. That would be an awful oh, way to start. No. Simply must catch up before the new year. It is. <laughs> it will. It'll ruin your year if you don't. <laughs> god no like really low stake shit also i want to back up and say i just said i like to journal as though there's not a podcast about it <laughs> maybe i'll journal i haven't talked too much about it but i really love to do that will you be staying up till midnight i probably will unless i fall asleep on the couch um we 
I think are just going to try to like find a fun recipe and, you know, cook together Love in that. the kitchen and as opposed to cooking together in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Much harder. Not good for the carpet. Much harder. Um, uh-huh. Um, I might actually just like, you know, put on a decent outfit. I found out. Okay. So while the family was here for the holiday, we had a, a really lovely time. It was a cozy house. Uh, and we, we just had a, a really nice time together, but I found out that like, even like on Christmas morning, we all had on our sweatpants and stuff while the little girls open their gifts and, and stuff. But like every afternoon we would take a shower and not together. <laughs> I was um, like, Wait. <laughs> every afternoon, everyone would kind of shower and get cleaned up. Even though we weren't going out, we all put on like nice Christmas clothes yeah. and it felt so normal like just to put on jeans and a sweater and like i was i realized i never do that anymore i go straight from like workout clothes to like dirty painting working in the house clothes Mm -hmm. to pajamas (laughs) and so putting on jeans and a sweater a couple nights in a row i was like oh my god i'm almost human again i know well that's kind of you know i've talked about i make a point of going out every day whether it's for a coffee or to whole foods or whatever but um part of that is just for a reason to put on normal clothes i just even if i only wear them for an hour i'm like well i've been dressed today i had today was a day worth living (laughs) And then you come home and you're like, thank God I can take these off. Get that belt off. It's been a rough one. (laughs) Um, How was your time at home with your mama? Oh, it was typical and lovely. Um, Oh, okay, good. (laughs) So we we did exactly what we always do and it was great. Um, She got me so many gifts. I felt like what it might be like to be an only child because she really um, filtered her. Spoiled to you? Yeah. She was like, she has, I think her, her love language to others is gift giving and she like uh-huh. simply couldn't handle not having my brother and sister there to give gifts to so i got like just way way too much um but it was oh, lovely. great <laughs> you know what it hasn't really been a year of abundance for very much so take that moment and just really yeah. revel in it no it was uh <laughs> it was a really nice holiday and and how was yours like i said we had a, a houseful for a few days and it was um it was just really I don't even know how to say it was it was really special I don't mean to like oversell it but like you know it's one of those weird silver linings things about uh, 2020 that like none of the regular Christmas celebrations are on or were on this year you know we couldn't do like all the big um, the big big family celebrations that we normally do all the holiday parties in Des Moines that we'd normally go to so everyone was happy to come here and it just felt special to me to have a house full of family to have our nieces here and like you know laughing and filling the house with with sound and it's usually a pretty peaceful place and it was like hectic in a really fun way for you know for a solid four days um and it was just it was it was really nice it was a great way to end a very weird year that's so lovely especially because like you know it's effort it's work they had to quarantine themselves and get tested and whatnot so to get themselves safely to your place and like invest their time and energy to make sure you had a special um holiday was is very sweet it really was it was yeah there's a lot of hoops to jump through and you don't necessarily i don't know at the time it just seems like a lot of work to do all that kind of stuff you know to make sure everything's as safe as possible for the holiday but yes it was 100 percent worth it uh in retrospect uh i would do it again in a second would you say that was a highlight of your year you know what i would um i so you and I were talking a little bit off mic about this. Um, and, you know, it's weird doing a New Year's episode in a year like this when no one's going out and celebrating and no one is really looking back on 2020 fondly because, <laughs> I mean, obviously a thousand reasons. However, there are a lot of things to be grateful for and a lot of silver linings to see looking mm-hmm. back in in retrospect. So what are those for you? <sighs> you know, my year, um, it started out with so much excitement. Like at the beginning of January, we decided that we were going to move to Australia and then it was a pretty crippling disappointment after completely um 
blowing up our lives in LA to be told that we couldn't go. So when I think about like the, this year, I automatically think about like the things that didn't go great. Um, but now when I specifically look back on it and in retrospect, you know, they, we had so many interesting things happen this year that while they were pretty stressful uh, on the whole, um, (laughs) there were, God, I'd love a little stress on my whole, (laughs) Wouldn't we all? <laughs> um, there were a few things that that really stand out as as overwhelming positives. Um, being able to live in a vacation town like Palm Springs for a couple months uh, oh, yeah. that was so fun. Uh, having a pool in the backyard, I've never had a, a pool just to, uh, and also never been locked in a house with a pool. So you know, no no choice other than to float in the pool every single afternoon. Um, I was kind of forced to slow down and to relax a little bit mm-hmm. for those two months, uh, even though I was I was pretty stressed about what was going on in our lives. Um, we had the the weird opportunity to move to Des Moines and it turned out to be a wonderful summer that we got to spend close to our nieces and, uh, and our family that, you know, we, we don't really have any plans to move there. So that feels like a, a rare and and wonderful thing that we got to live just down the street from the family for, uh, almost three months, which was, which is fabulous. Um, and I think my number one highlight for this year would be, um, buying this new house in Colorado, which we didn't think was going to happen until maybe retirement. Um, and just kind of fast forwarding a dream that we'd had for a long time and, and setting up shop in the mountains where I'm very, very happy. Um, love all of those. And also as you're saying them, I, I remember the moments in these episodes of, of going through these different bits. And I'm thinking like, Uh what a year to have on record. We have a, a, a recap of every week of our lives of 2020, which is like, I mean, maybe very cool in yeah. a decade to look back on. Yeah, I mean, fuck the journal. Listen to this podcast. This podcast is in a meta way, its own journal. It really is. What were your highlights? Oh, and I got to drive across the country with my best friend. That was fun, too. Fuck you. Too late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but good transition. Sure. Okay. That's on mine as well. Right next to you uh, shitting your pants live on a recording. <laughs> Truly a special moment from the year. Um, Uh Also, a huge highlight was MBFJ getting recommended by the New York Times. Um, Probably going to put it on my tombstone. (laughs) I mean, maybe not tombstone. We'll see. But I am. It was it was a huge honor and I'm super proud of that. Um, And then also, of course, finally checking something off my bucket list, which is to live alone and in an apartment designed by my best friend, no less. Well, I was happy to design it and then leave you alone so you could cover every surface in your own bodily fluids and not have to worry about Gross. roommates. Gross. He's strictly talking about urine. <laughs> <laughs> Just marked every corner. Um, Speaking of piss play, let's do a quick gayest moment of the week and then maybe read a bit of journal and, and call it an episode. Gay, 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 gay. Okay, um, you have to start because I can't transition into my gayest <laughs> moment after piss play. It just isn't going to work for oh, me. Mine kind of relates. Um, my gayest moment, <laughs> not really, but like it's in that gross vein. Someone on Grindr um, wanted to purchase my used underwear for himself for a Christmas gift. and but Wait, for a Christmas gift for someone or for happy Christmas to him? Oh, we didn't get that far. I don't know. I'm hoping it's okay. his own. It's not going to be <laughs> as appreciated by his mother, I can't imagine. Um <laughs> It was a gag gift for someone. Oh, White elephant situation. A literal gag? <laughs> Straight strangers used underwear. Yikes. Well, I couldn't um I didn't know like 
my first thought is how used like what is it we want me to have done in this mm-hmm. on like go for a run first like mm-hmm. stew in Did it for a couple days they don't like care how, for that turn of phrase stew <laughs> like how much um scent do you need left on it by the time mm-hmm. it gets mailed to wherever the fuck you Did are looking for a skid mark right like should i get a little hershey kiss and just like rub it ah! on there is that... <laughs> i meant a literal hershey kiss like actual chocolate <laughs> I thought you were doing a fat bastard left a little rosebud in there for you. Oh, gross. Anyway, that's my foul gayest moment. I've never um, had such a proposition. And I How can't... did you handle it? Um, I haven't yet, but I'm thinking it's 2020 times are hard. So like, who knows? What, did he offer a price? Um, no, I haven't. I haven't engaged to tell you the oh, truth. Oh, okay. All right. But I, I feel like maybe I'm missing an opportunity. I don't know. I'll let you know after this. Maybe you are. <laughs> there's a whole market for that, you know. I know. Wear them for a couple of... days, throw them in a Ziploc. They literally, there's a whole plot point in Orange is the New Black about this. Oh, yeah, you're right. And how about you, skid marks and piss play or something different? Nope, not that at all. Mine was much more innocent. Um, So Christmas night, right before Christmas dinner, um, we were watching Wonder Woman 1984, worst movie I've seen in a really long time. Just truly abysmal. So, so bad. So we were were watching it like my part of the family started watching it and then it was one of those by the end everyone had kind of like gathered in the living room which is kind of you know watching this dumpster fire and mm-hmm. uh one of my sisters-in-law made a comment about gal gadot's wig and i it made me think i was like oh my god i have my bag of wigs wouldn't it be funny to put them on my little nieces so i leaned over to annie sister-in-law been on the podcast um and said <laughs> i said should i after dinner put the the wigs on the little girls would that be funny and she was like you i think after dinner is too late you have to do it right this minute it's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> fine so i called them all into the back of the house i was like uh quick activity <laughs> brought them in there <laughs> pulled out the wigs they were all like oh hell yeah so we <laughs> we had a really fun gay uncle moment where i fitted them in wig caps all except for one of my nieces who wasn't really interested in it or didn't really want a wig on herself but loved watching them go on the others so she was just giving tips on what wig everyone should wear assistant style is perfect um so i was like clipping wig caps into like little tiny heads my youngest niece is four um and i <laughs> the wigs were all like way too big for her head but she loved them there was one with bangs that went down like her butt and she wore it until dinner time everyone else uh. took theirs off because they were itchy she She's like, I'm just going to keep this on for a while. I was like, God <laughs> bless. <laughs> a drag queen is born. I love that. That is such a fun gunkle situation. They're always going to remember playing with wigs. In fact, it's going to like more from in their memory as something you always did. Like Uncle Cam would always put his wigs on us. You know? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, if they keep coming back, they might they might find more wigs in this house. Just when I thought you couldn't have another gayest moment with your wigs, you go and you stick them on children. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> No, it was uh, it was it was a really fun, just random moment that also served to keep the kids busy while Christmas dinner was finished up. So there wasn't that like lull of everyone just kind of bouncing off walls waiting for food. Uh, so yeah, it was good, good times, and pretty fucking gay. I really love that gayest moment. Um, another quick runner-up gay moment that was a lot less positive. Uh, we before the family came, we had our house cleaned and sanitized by a professional company that came in. Um, and long story short, they grossly overcharged us and did a really shitty job. I left a really honest review online. Uh, it wasn't mean; it was just very specifically honest about what they did not do. And they were so mad that uh, on. Let's see here. Two days before Christmas, Peter started getting um, random Facebook messages from people that weren't his friends, uh, homophobic Facebook (gasps) messages. And uh, then 
that he got them from two different people and then three or four like good Samaritan other people sent him messages that were like, listen, I don't know. You're not part of this Facebook group. Just want to let you know someone that owns a cleaning company has screenshotted your profile and your husband's profile and put them up and said, beware of the homos in your (gasps) town. And he was getting uh, he was getting comments like uh, specifically about me. Um, I hope I see your bald fat get ass on the street someday <laughs> like oh, really really my God. gross things because this woman was like these guys like pr- pretty much just saying like they suck they left me a bad review which was i mean i i was very honest about it i don't wow. think that like anyone should have to submit to hateful homophobic cyberbullying for being honest uh anyway it was ugly it was taken down because peter then followed up and said this is out of control and you need to get your shit together and she took down the post but uh, a little bit of homophobic cyberbullying to kick off the christmas uh, season was also a gay moment but uh it definitely doesn't rank that is so disgusting i'm sorry i really hate to hear that i'm glad it's It's gone now and it's a reminder that it like just we're never like fully i don't know we, we don't live in a utopia and this shit still happens yeah, it made me feel really, really icky. Uh, just like that, like I wasn't the one getting those messages, but the fact that my husband was getting messages like that from strangers made me feel really unsafe. Like these people have been in our home. It was just awful. Yeah. Um, oh, for, I didn't think I, about I, that. I got over it pretty quickly, but it just made me feel really gross. Like I don't know. That's scary. There's like no recourse. We couldn't not pay. Um, so we paid them like way too much money for a really shitty job. And I like that was the only thing I could do was to like to write a review of our experience. And then it turned into that. So also like it was they can, ugly really quickly. They could they can be angry and insult you and whatever without making it a f- situation like a hundred percent. But speaking of silver linings. The fact that more people reached out to say, hey, something really inappropriate and hateful is happening. You should uh, you should address this as opposed to the you know, we got like maybe four of the nice messages and two two nasty ones before it was taken down. So I'm really I do find that hopeful that more people were willing to stand up for the good as opposed to like say something gross. There are, I believe, more good people. There just are, whether or not they always win the fight that are decided by individuals or by mm-hmm. antiquated rules is a different situation. But I do believe there are more good people in the world. Yeah, and they're not always the loudest either, you know, all the good people. Um, that has been one thing that I think this this year has taught us is that the good people need to be as loud or need to be louder than the, the bad because the bad are willing to shout hate from the rooftops. <sighs> Yikes. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to take it from wigs to hate speech, but... No, um, <laughs> it's, I, it happened to speak. I want to know. I don't want to, like... I'm not here to skip the ugly, you know? Yeah. The good, um, the bad, and the ugly. Speaking of the ugly, want to grab what's sure to be a few ugly entries at the end of uh, 2015 in the journal? Let's wrap up five years ago. December 26, 2015. Care to remind us... Oh, Boxing Day. It was a good Boxing Day. (laughs) (laughs) Not the 26th. What just happened? What did you do on Chrisom? I had a normal Chrisom with my family, and then uh, I'm getting ready to move into my new apartment with Michaela and rehearsing for a show that will be in Florida. Okay. So, on the 26th, you hung out during the day and worked on Soulmates. You dropped your brother in Albany, then went to your cousins for one hour, then bar with... Tyler and his boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Tyler just texted me, too. Tyler is my first ever, like, boyfriend kind of situation when I was 14. Um, He was 17, a scandalo. 
Um, oh. I feel like I never liked him the way he liked me, but I did like the idea of having a boyfriend at 14 or like, you know, sure. trying things out. Um, yeah. Hmm. It, he's this like recurring shadow in my life. Like he always, not in a bad way. He's like always pops in to say hello, but it just is like a. Is he cute? He is cute. He, um, his hair is longer now and he's a little scruffier than he was when he was. Why am I describing this? Because the he people is... want to know if maybe this guy's going to pop up and maybe you guys will, maybe you'll reconnect someday when you're an oopstot. No, I don't think we will. He's like nice. Okay. I... <laughs> so no interest. <laughs> no, I don't think we will. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know him anymore. Like, who is he now? I knew him when I was a teenager. I don't know, but maybe it'd be interesting to find out. I mean, I did go to this bar with him in 2015, apparently. And his boyfriend. And you wrote, not as bad as I expected. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so like... you weren't, weren't expecting it to be awesome. I don't know. When when this guy comes up, I feel like, I don't know why, but there's just like a, a, a lot of unidentifiable baggage around it. But it does, I don't feel any like strong feelings it just is like i don't know a lot comes up and yet nothing i can grab a lot of smoke comes up does that make any sense like yeah totally um it's because i i, I assume or i might extrapolate that this is because that happened as a 14 year old kid i mean you didn't come out for another decade plus after that so obviously you had some like like the some complications around like having a boyfriend probably and especially like an older boyfriend and he's going through his own gay drama and you're just like kind of entering the the ring like that's a very complicated time for anyone and also your only memory of this is from you when your brain was half formed and from him when he was like a, a dramatic 17 year old you know so there are um there's just a lot of gray area around that that you like really can't you you have no firm adults basis for reality when it comes to the situation i was not out at this point to most except for the drama kids which is a huge span of people it's like a lot of people to know for not being out you know um uh-huh. and uh my brother knew my brother was in his grade um and so your my, brother knew you were gay that at that time well he yeah i guess so we didn't talk about it but he um Man, you guys are good at not talking about stuff. Right? He was in the same grade as this guy, Tyler. And I remember my brother and I used to fight so, like, hardcore fights, like, nasty. We did not get along. Um, And one day we're at the dinner table. I think it was just my mom, my brother, and I. And we were in a fight about something completely unrelated. And he was like, oh, yeah? Mikey's dating Tyler. I just said his last name. Uh, (laughs) I didn't read it for a reason, bitch. (laughs) And my mom just, like... Uh, hushed the conversation she's like enough everyone and we just like moved Uh, on and never never brought up that thing he just let out (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it was like kind of just that's so mean it was mean but also like Uh uh-huh i don't know it just like came out and sat there and nothing happened of it we didn't discuss it ever Uh again it wasn't even like because your mom fucking knew but she didn't want you to get outed in the middle of a fight with your brother (sighs) just feels i don't know strange (laughs) Well, speaking of your brother and you fighting, the last line of this journal, Chris was a dick in the car. He like, I don't know. We're going to get to, oh, oh no. What? What? Um, I don't know specifically why he was a dick in the car at this point, but um, I do know that a couple days from now is one of the most heinous experiences of my life, and it involves him being a dick in the car. (laughs) Okay. So on the 27th... um, you said, tried to go over some soulmates, furious at Chris for his selfishness. He's truly the only person who makes me so angry. 
um, forgetting why. <laughs> <laughs> why? The, honestly, it's siblings. It is siblings. They can push your buttons in the way that no one else can. Yeah, it's true. so personal. Um, so you don't remember why you were so sel- or so selfish with him, so furious with him about his selfishness? I, I don't. I do know that um, he... So you know I hate to drive, and Michaela and I are going to get a uh, rental truck and grab some of my stuff that I've left in my parents' garage in Albany and bring it to our new apartment, including uh, like, yes. like some big things, some big hand-me-down furniture. And I know he, as a Christmas gift, was like, I will... Um, rent the, the truck for you and drive it because you hate to drive. I was like, that's amazing. And I know that like we're discussing logistics around this and that uh-huh. was probably um, starting some arguments. Okay. Um, later that day you visited Laura in CP and went to Walmart before picking up Michaela at Albany airport at 1230 AM moving tomorrow. Exclamation point. Our plan was to like, I don't know what the fuck our plan was. Moving days never go as planned. Our plan was to get my shit from Albany to New York. Uh-huh. Oh my god, moving days. What they're just so awful and um hectic. They're always just so hectic. You know, ours was pretty fucking good. When you helped me, it was like as smooth as it could be. There was really very low oh. drama. We yes, did stop will... at IKEA five times. That well, that was a moving weekend. Also, the moving day, there was no furniture. We unloaded one car and then went and ran some errands. Like that was a it was a very smooth moving day. Yeah. Smooth maybe... move. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like a it was like a very easy, <laughs> fiberful shit. Uh-huh. I want tea. All right. December 28th. (laughs) All caps. Heinous moving day. Chris was driving recklessly and putting insane pressure on Michaela and I to go faster. We lost Michaela's bed in the process and I freaked out in Hell's Kitchen. Thank God for wine and nachos after. Cleaned living room and slept. Truly thank God for wine and nachos. Okay. This is um, up to this point. This feels like one of the worst days of my life. Um Spoiler alert, fast forward 11 <laughs> months, you're going to be outdone. <laughs> so this is Michaela's absolute favorite story to tell of me because it is me in um, my rare angriest form. She's only ever seen it once before. And that was sometime at the end of my first cruise contract with her when I couldn't get off the ship after being on it for like three weeks. I was trying uh-huh. desperately. They wouldn't let us off. And I was throwing a fucking temper tantrum and pushing guests over. So it's that kind of energy. <laughs> I was just... Committing fireable offenses left and right. Yeah, more or less. And Michaela was like, you need to calm down because you're going to get fired. <laughs> Similar situation, no job to lose. All right, let me try and break this day down for you. So we start in the morning. I think we're already a little late. It's Nothing goes as planned on moving day. We're probably two hours behind the schedule we had planned. My brother, the day of our moving day, says to us, oh, by the way, I have a commitment that I've made at 6 p.m. that I need to be done for. And he lives in New Jersey. We're dropping my shit off in New York. It is like... So Albany, New York City, New Jersey. And he has to be Yeah, he has to be back in Jersey by 6. It's already... He tells me that's at about 11 o'clock. This is the first I've heard of it. After he volunteered, he said, my gift to you is to help you on moving day. I was like, wonderful. Another set of hands. Don't have to drive. Assuming Uh that when one volunteers their time for a moving day, they understand that moving day is a full day commitment. Nothing Uh else can be planned on a moving day. That's insanity. If, If he had told me this... Even a day sooner, I would have been like, okay, well, then we are not going to count on you. We're going to do this without you because we can't be under that time pressure. Uh huh. Add to this, it's not just Albany, New York, New Jersey. It's Albany, Brooklyn to pick up a couch I was supposed to grab, Midtown to pick up Michaela's bed from our sublet she's in, then our apartment. So there's three stops in New York City. Uh huh. 
Um, How do you even deal with a moving truck in Midtown? That makes me want to just uh cry. Oh, it was just fucking heinous. He was driving that moving truck like it was a fucking Porsche. Like, like clipping corners, (laughs) turning at crazy angles. It was nuts. We finally get to New York. I'm like... This is not going to happen. Like there, there is just no way you're going to get there. And so he's, I don't know what this commitment was, some work thing he agreed to last second, but whatever it was, was urging him along. He was getting more frustrated as the day went on before we even got to the city. So as the time's ticking, I'm like, all right, well, we just lost the Brooklyn couch. We do not have time to go to Brooklyn. We won't have a couch. We'll buy a new one. We'll figure that out. Fuck the couch. Let's get Michaela her bed. Um, so we skipped stop one and we go to Michaela's sublet, which is in Hell's Kitchen. In New York, so that moving truck situation you just talked about in Midtown is mm-hmm. is happening. My brother is having a full fucking fit while trying to maneuver this truck around Midtown. Uh-huh. He gets stuck. Oh, she's she's getting keyed up. She's getting keyed up. This was not a good day. He, <laughs> he gets stuck somewhere around like 46th and 8th Avenue, a few blocks from Michaela's apartment, and he just keeps texting me incessantly. Where the fuck are you? Where the fuck are you? And calling. Meanwhile, Michaela and I have gone up to her subletter. Her subletter is there, who is this very sweet girl. To this day, I don't, I need to send her a fucking fruit basket or something. Um, (laughs) Five years later. (laughs) Plan was, go up, grab Michaela's mattress, throw it in the truck, go disassemble the Ikea bed, bring it down, throw it in the truck. We don't even have any kind of tools to disassemble this with. Oh, um, oh we, Mike, I'm stressed at this. This is just, this is uh, poorly planned at every turn. So the, the mattress is like, you know, leaning up against in the hallway ready also, to go. what does an Ikea bed cost? $20? We are young and poor. <laughs> <laughs> the investment was the truck. Everything else was free. Uh-huh. Um, so her sublet, who is sleeping on this bed that we are now taking from her. She like, I knew this was part of the arrangement was like, I was, you know, I got a mattress or whatever. She is helping us disassemble this. My brother is texting and calling like crazy, screaming every time I answer the phone. He's like, where the fuck are you? Get back in the fucking truck. I gotta fucking go. I'm gonna lose my fucking job. Going insane. Insane. So I've got this pressure oh, on me. my God. We are... Who who acts like that? My that brother is, on moving day is, 2015. Okay, honestly, but the... Uh, yes, I just want to chime in here and say, no matter how stressed you are, that is not rational adult behavior like get the fuck out of the city leave them the truck if every if you're gonna lose your job and don't just just don't make everyone's life a fucking mess be be a problem solver not a problem causer it thank you wish you had been there you would have maybe kept me calmer i probably would have punched him in the throat i am not a violent person punch you right in the dick choke the 23 year old threaten to fist those i love do you punch her right in the pussy I probably would have punched him in the throat. Um, <laughs> my blood is boiling at this point. My rage is obviously spilling over. And this poor subletter is like, who is this psychopath? I'm screaming like, we have to go. go this go, go, woman go. still tells this story. I guarantee you. <laughs> These two crazy people storming in to her, or into her room, stealing her bed, screaming for an hour on the phone, and then disappearing as if so <laughs> they never existed. It gets much, much worse. Oh, um, no. We decide we don't need to take the whole bed apart just enough to get out the door. <sighs> we get the... Oh, my God. We get the bed halfway out the door. Um, We can't We can't get it. It gets stuck. It gets fully wedged. Uh-huh. What do we do without tools? Break the bed mm-hmm. into as many Saw pieces as we can mile away. and throw it away. So we just went into this woman's home, said, we need this bed. Made her help us break her bed. We took her the bed she was sleeping on, broke it in front of her, left her to throw it away. <gasps> you didn't even throw it away? 
this woman, I, she's a saint. She's a fucking saint. Not only did she clean up our mess, she helped us carry the couple things we could take to the moving truck. Mind you, it is like pouring, freezing rain. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> Michaela and I are holding her mattress above our head, running through midtown Manhattan. Un- the- uncovered. Yep, just getting completely getting soaked. Getting um, soaked. And... This woman is is running with the same urgency, holding, I believe, this like very cumbersome air conditioner that Michaela was also taking, doing us this favor after watching us destroy her bed for literally no reason at all. <laughs> not not we can't get this out the door, so you just keep the bed. No, we're gonna tear it in half, make a huge mess, and then leave your home. Cool. The just ugliest behavior. Um, uh-huh. Okay, and so this is the part Michaela loves to tell. In fact, she skips the rest and goes right to this. At some point, while we're all out there in the middle of the street in the pouring rain, I start screaming, I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to slit his throat. I understand murderers now. I understand murder. <laughs> to any, to any like Christmas time visiting family to New York, they thought they were getting the real fucking experience. I, un- Michaela loves Joe. She'll quote it till the day she dies. I understand murder now. Um... <laughs> I, so I'm threatening to kill my brother. I, I'm screaming. I'm going to like slit his throat in his sleep. And this is stuff you can only say to your brother, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so eventually that uh, sublet angel left us and we got in the truck on our way back and up. And then stumbled back to her apartment to sleep on the floor and sweep up particle board <laughs> fragments for the rest of time. Oh yeah, no, it was not a good moment for me. So, um, we get back in the truck and we start to head uptown to my apartment and my brother is driving like an absolute maniac um and i am obviously still fuming but i'm trying hard to seem calm and fine so he doesn't like get us into an accident meanwhile not five minutes before i threatened to slit his throat you were acting Mm -hmm, yes such good acting um anyway so it's obviously not working because all the while he is screaming he's like fuck you and fuck this and i can't believe you just like just generally raging okay i'm sorry i don't know your brother i know he doesn't listen to this but is he prone to rage and is he also prone to extreme selfishness or were these surprises um no neither he's really not uh he is a pretty generous person um he is not rageful but he can, he can be like kind of just frantic um something about siblings though can bring out that in people yeah also there was something else going on here like obviously if he was acting so outside his like normal like his normal self like there was some something that was putting stress on him that you probably didn't understand at the time not that that makes it right he should have taken the time to calmly explain that to you uh but there, like that is pretty like that that that's behavior that there's like it's outlying behavior. You know what I mean? It's like extreme beyond like what you would expect in this situation. Yeah, it was the worst I had ever seen him, I think. Um, I Anyway, we, we got up there and it was, you know, we unpacked quickly. Actually, I had to stop my brother from like helping us because he was just throwing shit. And I was like, all right, you're going to break the very few things I have. So you just stand here and watch the truck while I do it. Anyway, it took me like a few hours, I think, with wine and nachos to um, derage as it were. But yep, just the absolute worst moving day ever. How long did it take you to, like, be able to speak to your brother regularly or to be able to, like, have normal contact with him? Because that's the kind of thing that will stick around. Yeah, I was very, very angry at him. I told my mom exactly what had happened, and I was like, I will not be speaking to him. I was like, he owes me a huge fucking apology. Um, and Did you ever get it? No, he, he thought the same. My mom 
through is like, he's sorry. He said he said he was sorry. I was like, he, not to me, maybe to you he did. I have not uh-huh. gotten my apology. I eventually, his birthday is mid-February, and I wished him a happy birthday. Wow. I want to know if Michaela ever got a bed. She bought a bed. Okay. All right, so we've got three more days left in 2015. It is the New Year's episode. We're going to blast through it. I hope no more drama comes up because we don't have time. (laughs) December 29th, music rehearsal with Ryan. He was great and very encouraging. Kind of pointless rehearsal with Bill after. He walked through show structure, nap, and Gristidis after. Great. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just <laughs> perfect December 30th <laughs> rehearsal at NOLA I'm nervous to get it all learned hope they like me stayed up late with Michaela online shopping settling in enjoying our new TV and Wi-Fi great great December 31st <laughs> went to Trader Joe's and got New York Eve New York Eve drinks nope went to Trader Joe's and got New Year's Eve drinks and dinner supplies also got cheap glasses at Goodwill unpacked and organized more furniture online more furniture and online shop. Probably a bed. Hannah came over and ate dinner. Huh? Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ikea.com. Uh, Hannah came over and ate dinner and apps with us, drank and watched the ball drop in our own new place. Oh, you love it so much. I do. Good party options this year, but really didn't want to leave. Oh, yeah. I was, I'm sure, in the middle of moving, it just is easier to chill with friends and eat food. Um, is that all that says? Is that it? That's all that says. That's oh. the end of 2015 in the journal. Oh, great. Um, Sprint to the end, baby. The only anecdote I have there is that Hannah is like vehemently against anything vegan. Um, <laughs> she, and uh, she, I, I know this, and so I lied she to her. She brought her own turkey? Yeah, she brought a turkey. I, um, I, we made like a little cream cheese salsa dip, basically. And it was obviously vegan. And I lied to her. I was like, I quit. It's enough of this bullshit. And I gave her this like very vegan cream cheese dip. She was like, this is so good. I waited till she was licking the fucking plate before I was like, that was vegan. And she was like, <laughs> you dick. I know. But she was like, you got me. Okay. You got me. It was good. <laughs> uh, just lying in wait, giggling the whole night every time she takes a bite. Literally. Um, <sighs> seems like this New Year's will be just about as low key. It does quiet inside are they even gonna have a ball drop this year they yeah, got it right everybody wants to watch 2020 shatter <laughs> okay oh it's not just going to gently fall to the ground it's going to plummet from the top of one of the Times square buildings three two one <laughs> implosion they should this year they should throw the ball off of the building like just a couple guys not like on a proper pole just a couple guys should hurl uh-huh. it off of the building <laughs> uh well time will tell uh tonight we'll see um listen this episode's maybe only going to be a little shorter than usual but we got to get out of here so you can get to editing huh yeah so we're gonna we're gonna call it quits because i have about six hours to turn this thing around before i give it to all of you people (laughs) and happy new year to you um listen it's been a wild ride we're excited to be with you all through 2021 and um well, I don't know. I'm not going to make any predictions for the future or any resolutions, really, because Survive. if we've learned anything this year, it's, yeah, just keeping your head above water can be the theme of an entire year. <laughs> I have hope that it'll be better. Um, to kiss this year, this godforsaken, but also sometimes, you know, good um, <laughs> year, goodbye. <laughs> my friend Tasha is waiting in the wing to help uh, my friend Cam and I put together a little ditty. But first friend cam where can people find more <laughs> friend cam now i'm a quaker um <laughs> if you want friends? more is that, is that yeah you... they call each other friends oh my god amazing i'll be a quaker yeah can you tell uh, us where we find more of a best friends journal <laughs> 
for sure. Um, you can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. You can find us on Instagram at MBFJ Podcast. And you can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Dot com. Dot com. And as always, please, if you haven't yet done so, kick off 2021 with a beautiful rating and smashing the subscribe button on iTunes. You really mm-hmm. can't give yourself a better start to the year. You can't. This is for you, not us. <laughs> um. uh-huh. Thank you. All right. So that does it for MBFJ in 2020. Until next time, always remember. Honestly, fuck 2020. <laughs> that. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to that on your podcast.